Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond Your Best Plan. I'm Whitney Wiley, and today I have with me Kathleen L., Sarah Taylor, Catherine Ford, and Claudette Anderson. How are you doing, ladies? Hey there. Doing fabulous fabulous over here. Can't wait for this conversation. (laughs) No, it's going to be juicy. Now, you remember a couple months back, we had a conversation about about having the relationship that you want, right? And so we started off, I think, with a little disagreement about that, but ended up in a place where I think we sort of were on the same page, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we did. Maybe. I was surprised. Yeah. I was like, well, heck, we started out, we weren't going to agree, and now we're all agreeing. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is that... The relationship, the most important relationship is the relationship with ourself, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we're not going to rehash that particular conversation. You'll have to go back and listen to that episode yourself, but I think you'll find it enlightening. But today we are talking about the single ladies. And so in our group of five, we have three single ladies and two married ladies. And so <laughs> we need to have Beyonce playing in the background for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about some of the interesting things about being single. And we'll talk about the benefits, the challenges, what you enjoy, what you are least enjoying. I'm not going to say don't like, we'll just say least enjoying. If you're actually dating and and what is it like to be dating right now? And maybe not dating at all during these crazy times. I mean, COVID just adds a whole new spin to this amazing single life. I've embraced Zoom as the first date. (laughs) Have you really? Is that what's happening now? Yeah. 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 I've, um, you know, I have, and it's actually, you know, I've actually enjoyed it. Part the positive is to having, you know, with the time of going through COVID right now, having a couple of first dates through Zoom or through FaceTime, through just, you know, a, through a video kind of date, you know, a little happy hour video. I actually would say it was, they've all were positive experiences in that enjoyable conversation, but, you know, not having to like, if you know, up front, you know, you know, from that conversation, like it's not a great fit, right? Not the right match. You haven't kind of, you know, set out and met in person, right? And so it kind of saves them time. And, you know, we're all 
busy ladies here and a lot going on. And especially with health issues and all that of COVID, I, I think it was a, an efficient way to do it and a great way to get to know somebody and really just see, is this, is this a good person for me, a good fit for me? And, and then taking it from there. So the I, beautiful I, I part about it. that. Let's go ahead, Catherine. I was just saying, I enjoyed that part of it. The other part though, I do like to go out and, and meet people in person and, you know, you don't get a full vibe of somebody, I feel like, through a video conferencing at the same time. So, but what if know, they smell really bad they... when you finally meet them? <laughs> <laughs> what if they smell oh really, really bad once you finally meet them? You're like totally in love and like, oh my God, this is my man. And now you're going to meet in person. It's like, oh. I guess that's and, the cool version of the phone, right? Oh um, there's God. there's also the I mean you think about it you're only seeing from the chest up and and sometimes not even the chest up so you oh have no idea what's happening down below that chest now <laughs> they may have some six back arms they're really strong arms but what's happening down below you have no idea <laughs> although you know the good thing is you could probably have your yoga pants on <laughs> and have a nice jacket on and have you know I've heard that the man actually orders dinner and it's delivered to your door and you're having a dinner day on zoom and there's other different kinds oh, of ways that that's that like a good idea home. that's a really, really cool. that's really sweet yeah yeah I did or a you share date which yeah. was neat <laughs> There you go. How did you just? How did you do that? Did you set up and watch the same movie separately, or you? Yes. The movie? yes. So he asked, you know, have you you seen it? It was a movie with. It was a race movie with Matt Damon, I believe. It was in it, and the Ford. It was a weird name, Ford versus Ferrari. Ford oh, versus yeah, that's Ferrari. Really it was really a good movie, and he was like, "Have you seen it?" And I'm like, "No." He's like, "You want to watch a movie together, and then we can like zoom out." <laughs> And I'm, I was like, sure. I thought it was cute. And get you all smiley, smiley. We, we, uh, we watched the, watched the movie and then we did a little zoom date and a cocktail after and, you know, caught up, talked about the movie and all that. I like that. I like that. Kathleen, are you zoom dating too? No, I'm consciously not dating. You know, like I, I think I'm ready to start dating now. I got involved with this app that I really I thought was great because they have practice dating and there's teaching you what to say, what not to say, how to respond, what energy is right for you. You know, what, what kind of energy partner do you want? So I'm not Zoom dated at all. <laughs> no. What about you, Claudette? I, I like the term consciously not dating. I have been building businesses, couple businesses, and I just don't, I, I haven't prioritized the time for dating and I, I wanted this time. Like this has been very sacred for me because what I realized I become self-aware of in the past, I would begin to date and I would adjust my energy to the guy. If I liked him, I would adjust my energy. This is a pattern that as women instinctually, we do it because if you think about it, when we were cave women, and we were in a village of 10 men and 12 women, you know, you wanted to adjust and, and being with a man meant being safe, being fed, be, being provided for that type of thing. And this is going back caveman, cavewoman, where those instincts are still there. And so I realized I would adjust my energy. I would adjust who I was. I would try, you know, mirror and match him. 
And I am not going to do that anymore. Like I just will not downplay who I am. I won't downplay my energy. I, you know, I just, I'm going to be myself. And, and of course everybody would go, well, good for you, Claudette. That's great. But I studied with Alison Armstrong probably 12 years ago at this point and went through a whole year of training. And she's the foremost expert in the world on relationships between men, women, the differences, that whole thing, one of them. And many of the girls that studied that I've kept in touch with, we knew consciously not to do it, not to downplay ourselves. And then we found ourselves in relationships doing it on a subconscious level, not even aware. And so what, what I've been doing is, you know, reinforcing and getting the truth on what I believe that would cause me to be less than who I am. Because at this point in my life, I'm going to live my life fully and I will honor and love everyone, but I will not downplay who I am. And I cannot be with a man that is insecure and compares himself with me. That just, that is a deal breaker for me. Um, And, you know, insecurity is a big issue in society right now. A lot of people, even though they're very successful, are insecure, you know? So it's it's a big thing, but I just can't do it. So So right now I'm enjoying this consciously, as Kathleen put it, not dating stage. Well, I have to say that consciously I've done that for three years, but I was a serial dater slash marrier. <laughs> you know, I would married every anybody that I thought would be <laughs> compatible to me. <laughs> it's serial, baby, serial. <laughs> so, you know, even when you think that you've changed your pattern, you think that you've, I think you mentioned this, Claudette, but... We be we respond to to life. We I keep going back to this, but we respond to life by the program that we were programmed with as a child. And we were born into parents who have a certain archetype and we become part of that archetype. I'm just listening to or just finished listening to the Celestine prophecy. Oh my goodness. So, so good. I mean, I know this isn't the book um, podcast, but this Celestine prophecy is so good. And it talks all about the energy that we attract and, and what happens with this lust and this love that love at first sight is like an energy sucking, like each person sucking the energy from the other person. And it's great until it's not. You know, and then then there's nothing and then there's conflict and control that occurs in relationships unless you are consciously aware of what's happening with your energy and who's around it and what works with your energy and what doesn't. And it just really goes back to the energy. Yeah. So what I'm to hearing, my ears. Go ahead. So what Sorry. I'm hearing from you ladies is it's so much an importance of understanding who you are and the energy that you're bringing And I'm wondering, and Sarah, I would love for you to weigh in on this as well. You know, how do you, I mean, it's fine to say in theory that I'm going to hold on to, you know, I'm going to live in my energy and I'm not going to change. But in reality, in order to be in relationship with anyone, there is some change that goes along with that, right? So how do you decide what changes, how you remain true to who you are at your core, what changes you are actually willing to make, or maybe it isn't really changing. It's more, you know, being, going with the flow under certain circumstances. You know, I don't know. 
I read a great book um, probably four years ago now, and it was called The Queen's Code by, I think, Alison Armstrong. Alison Armstrong, yes. And I've never read anything like that before. It certainly wasn't a self-help book. It's an amazing story that you learn a lot from. Um, And I was able to take that as a person who I was full of, I got this. I'm good. Don't worry. I can handle it. I don't need you. I would say all of these things to all the men in my life, quite frankly, it wasn't even just my husband. And what I learned was I actually needed to adjust my language. So it wasn't about changing who I was because I still got this. I can change the light bulb. I can take the trash out. I can, you know, I can change a tire and I can change the oil in my car if we really want to talk about it. (laughs) But... (laughs) I had to adjust my language, not not necessarily who I was, because I can still do all those things to allow the men in my life to feel needed. I wasn't allowing that at all. And now that I look back on that as a person dating, I would definitely date differently. And I did not need men. I was single in my late 20s and you're single all the way dating on and off in relationships in my 20s. And one of the things I I loved about myself was I lived in my own apartment. I didn't need a man. I, I didn't need them to take me to dinner. And so I, you know, now looking back, I would behave differently in those scenarios. But having behaved differently in my relationships, even my relationship with my dad enhance in the he would say honey I'm gonna take out the trash today and normally my response would be no dad I got it now I'm like oh thank you so much you know so just a a slight you're right Whitney like there is some sort of compromise and when the more I started adjusting my behavior and myself the better and stronger my relationship became so you stay who you are, but you can, and, and I love the way you said adjust your language and, and adjust some of the behaviors, but th- that does not mean compromising your values or changing who you are in that. And that seems to go more towards an energy conversation, right? But maybe sitting more in your feminine energy rather than in your masculine energy of how you've got everything and I don't need you. Yeah. Can I say one thing? Um, Can I say one thing on feminine and masculine? Masculine provides for like a healthy masculine energy provides and protects. A healthy feminine energy receives and nurtures. And we have masculine and feminine in all of us. Right. 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 The thing that women will do is we step into masculine to the point that we can't receive, but to go along with what Sarah said, it's a gift to receive from someone. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've ever uh, looked for a gift and handed it to someone and they just threw it on the floor, you're like, what, what? And so when someone offers to do something, it's a, they're offering a gift of their time and their energy and their effort. And why wouldn't you receive it? And I think that that's when we step out of our ego, Chi Chi, saying, I can do this. I'm like, well, no shit. Of course you can do it. But nobody's nobody's saying you can't. Somebody's just trying to help. Right. 
So when we stop trying to prove ourselves, then we can see all the gifts that the universe has and how it comes through these wonderful men. I think men are amazing that want to provide and protect. I agree. I agree. But I think it has been something that has come through, uh, let's say, women's lib in that movement. Right. Which and maybe maybe I'm wrong on this and you guys can correct me, but to not just say that not just be able to do all the things that you can do or I can do whatever a man can do. And that's, yes, you can, but in every situation, you don't have to prove it, right? Which goes sort of to the ego point you're making Claudette. Um, And so it's, it's okay to have someone love on you, to want to take care of you, even if you can't take care of yourself. And ultimately, the dance becomes finding the right balance between you and that person, which may be different in every relationship that you have. Right. And so I have to admit, I have I have become a better receiver through that process of Mm -hmm. adjustment, even with my girlfriends. You know, when someone asks you if you want something to drink and you're in their house, just say yes. Yeah. I serve you. Just say yes. That's it. Take whatever they sit in front of you, you know? Um, yeah, it's like but, to start receiving just to get in the habit of receiving. Just like you said, with even with your dad, Sarah, that, yeah, take out the trash, dad. I, I can totally relate, Sarah, to what you were describing earlier about, you know, how, you know, I was, I was showing up in relationships similarly, like, I got this. I don't need you. You know, you know, I'm so strong. I was just being protecting myself, you know, is really that layer of protection. And, you know, that is a masculine energy. And again, like Claudette said, we all have masculine and feminine, feminine energies, all of us, but it's, what are we more at our core? Right. And how powerful polarity is in a relationship. I just started learning about masculine and feminine energies within the last couple of years. I didn't know anything about this. I did not, I said, I opened my eyes big time to how I was showing up because I am attracted to masculine men, masculine energy. And when you, I'm showing up as a masculine to protect myself and avoid being vulnerable and they're over here, it's just like, total conflict it's not right so learning to sort of soften and being single consciously single you know after every breakup I knew I got to be single for some time because I'm like a serial I've been in several very long-term relationships and each time I became single again I just became more and more I learned more on a deeper level, who I am and what I want. And Whitney, you mentioned values earlier. You know, I also recently had had to be, the last couple of years, I have shifted and transformed in a lot of areas and have grown in a lot of areas. And one of those areas is I've become clear and defined of my values. And I will say in my relationships in the past, those top, you know, five values that are most important to me today. I wasn't even thinking about that. Is that, mm-hmm. does this person possess the same thing as, as their top values? Right. So I was attracting 
different types of people into my world because of different parts of me, but not necessarily the, the major top, you know, three to five values. And so every time, you know, I become single, I, I become more defined on who I am and what I want and, you know, what that ideal partner, you know, who they are, what is most important to them as a human and what they're bringing into this world that's one of my top values. <laughs> um, and that's what I'm looking at now. That has shifted for me as I'm dating today. I'm listening for those top values. I'm listening for and feeling that alignment there as a priority versus maybe, oh, you know, we just have so much fun together or still very important, still top values, but not aligned in, you know, other in. So in all of them, right? In all of them. I did a list not too long ago. I actually learned this from Tony Robbins. Three lists when you're single. Everything you want in a partner, write it out to like all the details. You know, even how do you vacation? What does your intimacy look like? You know, what kind of fun do you have? All of it. Who do you want, right? And what, what do you want in a partner, what don't you want, right? Not knowing what we don't want is just as important as knowing what we want in anything in life, right? And then I think most importantly, who do we need to be to attract this person? And so I think those are three powerful lists that help me identify more with just who I am. And then, you know, and then reading those lists, um, I feel like can, can kind of create that law of attraction uh, at an even stronger level to write them and then continue to go back and read them. I think it's even deeper than just feminine and masculine though. You know, just, I mean, I'm going to go back to the Celestine prophecy because it just so resonated with me. It's even deeper because it's relationships in general. You have to know yourself in order to really yes. be involved with someone else, yes. whether it's a, a friendship or a relationship. <clears throat> and that's really where I've, explored the last three years. I really have delved into who am I? Why do I respond the way I do? Why do I react the way I do? What is the program from early childhood? Um, what is my own programming? You know, and in this Celestine Prophecy, they said there's four different archetypes. The intimidator, your aloof, uh, interrogator, and poor me. So there's four ways people respond in the world. And if you don't know why you're responding the way you do to certain people, certain relationships, then it's worth exploring that. So go even deeper than just masculine and feminine. I agree with all of you because I have totally shown up with, I've got my shit together. I'm all good. Thank you very much. I don't need you. I'm with you because I want to be with you. That doesn't always work, clearly. <laughs> clearly, it doesn't always work because it's nice to be needed. It's nice to be wanted. Yeah. But if you don't know yourself, <laughs> if you don't know yourself, then how do you know what you want and what's going to fill you? You cannot expect someone else to make you happy unless you find your own joy and fulfillment and connection. And once you're... I feel once I, I feel like I'm connected, I can create my own joy and my own fulfillment. And yet I can't wait for, I'm excited about my partner <laughs> being the same way. And then when you blend that energy, it's just like, it's like 
I get chills now just thinking about it because it is in alignment with where I am versus trying to manipulate and control and manage and, and create safety when you're really not at risk of being safe. Which is also energy draining in a, in a different Exhausting. way. Talking a different Exhausting. energy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think stepping into the feeling where I've come is I've stepped into the feeling of my beloved and what it feels like to be in his presence, what it feels like to be in the presence of someone that cherishes you, your soul. Um, you know, I, I have been approached by men and some of them, I will say when I start dating, I would consider dating and I've told them, you know, for right now, I'm not dating. Some of them I would not date, but the thing that I will say, and we're going to go to practical because we're highly spiritual right now, guys, do not look at me or any of my sisters like we are steak on a plate because that is just (laughs) not going to get my attention for too long. Sitting here looking me up and down. One guy said, you know, you have a nice ass. And I was like, thank you. But it was just, in such a, I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm being nice, but don't look at me like that's the first thing you're going for that, you know, I know men, men are highly visual and within seconds, they will determine if they would have sex with you or not. I honor that. I get that. Keep your damn thoughts to yourself outside of you look beautiful. Just stop. So we need to do a for single men's episode is what you're telling me. So that, uh, well, that you can share all the good. wisdom specifically for them. Yes. I mean, and then these guys that come on so strong, but you know, they come on and then if you take your time and want to get to know somebody, they, they, they fizzle out, you know? And I'm like, well, you're never going to get to know me at that point because every really fast, I was a, serial dater for a little bit after I got single. Um, I dated quite a few guys once or twice, and then I would decide not to do it again, or, or some made it to three or four times or five times. And then I got into a relationship. In that relationship, I became less. Like I, my daughters said they didn't even recognize who, who I was. And, and so that was a wake-up call for me. And so I would say, ladies, Pay attention to how you're showing up in the presence of that man. How are you showing up and be true to yourself first? Resist the temptation to go, I'm going to go for this guy. I mean, a lot of women go, well, it's either him or I'm going to be alone. I'm like, there's 7 billion people on this earth. It is not either him or you're going to be alone. But how are you showing up and do you feel 100% comfortable to be in in that place of vulnerability, as Kathleen mentioned, because vulnerability is actually an illusion. No one can really permanently hurt your spirit. And don't tell us what to do. Don't fucking tell us what to do. (laughs) Don't do it. You know, like ask us, include us, but don't tell us what to do. I don't, I don't preach it. it. The other day I was chatting with this person online and the chat was going well. And, and then I get a chat, call me and puts, puts the number there. I'm like, the hell I will. Don't tell me 
what to do. Had you been able to say, hey, would you be interested in chatting on uh, offline and just giving me a call? Here's my phone number if you are. How hard is it to do that? Don't say, call me. I'm like, "Mm, not very likely. (laughs) That ended it for me. Like it just like, and there were other red flags as well, if I want to just be honest about that. But I, I... so let me ask you, and, and I feel you, Kathleen, on that. I feel you. But let me ask you something. If you and I were having texts back and forth, and I said, you know, just call me, would you if you have said taken, just, if I if you, said call me, would you have taken it the same way? Well, I'm not just getting to know you, Whitney. I'm just Whitney, getting can, to like literally it's a first conversation. You know, if you just said, okay. I'm, I'm, it, I'm just trying to understand where you're coming. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm that's fine. I'm just no, totally. I, I agree with what you're saying. And had I known him for a while and he said, Hey, give me a call. Then I'd be like, Oh, something's up. I need to call. Like it, you don't just do that when you're just starting to, okay. You don't need like, you just women don't. have to get to a point. Women, Guys, listen, if any guys are listening, we have to get to the point that we are experiencing safety in our communication with you. And if we don't get to that point, it's never going to get further. It's, it's just not. And so call me. Well, she doesn't know if she wants to call him or not. You know, um, hey, are you open for a phone call? That creates a little more safety. And then she can ease into that or not. Right. But also don't don't tell me what to do for my career. Okay, people, stop. No, I've had so many men. I don't even understand how that one comes up, but No, I had I had someone that claims that he helps people pursue their passion, their career, and he's telling me to let the spiritual coaching go. And you guys know me. Is there any way I could let the spiritual coaching go? Like it's no. the essence of who I am. And so he's like, let that go and go back into real estate. After I just told him I'm in real estate, but at the time I was transitioning, I'd been coaching for 20 years, but transitioning into the different level of that business. And I said, you know, sometimes I feel like real estate is golden, like golden handcuffs. I'm kind of trapped in it. And he goes, but I think you should focus on that more. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't care what you think. No, well, at that point, I was just like, this isn't really going to work between us because, you know, you haven't heard what is in my heart and what brings me passion and what makes me feel alive. Just like we need to hear what is in their heart and honor that and what brings them passion and makes them feel this goes both ways. And we need to, you know, I think each person should be just a little bit of that. We should be the match to the other person's heart to just ignite with the fullness of life. You know, not that you're creating that, but that's what we can provide for each other. So let me, let me ask this ladies, um, what have you found to, and these sound like serious challenges here. I can't even imagine, but uh, what have you found to be the biggest challenge you've had being single, particularly this conscious singleness? I mean, I think for me, you know, I guess from a challenge standpoint, it's more just the emotion around wanting this amazing, beautiful long-term 
love and connection and experiencing this just really beautiful, uh, healthy, (laughs) amazing, gorgeous love where it's just vulnerability and, you know, this openness and just doing life and having, you know, just doing life together. And, and it, you know, and that doesn't mean there aren't challenges, right? But, you know, I personally have not experienced that because of a lot of reasons, one of them being that I was being too guarded and protected. And so, like I said, I have worked through, I really have made great progress there and in a learning. And I'll say my favorite saying that I say every time, we don't know what we don't know. So I've my journey has just been this sort of relearning about, you know, emotional availability and vulnerability. Mm. And it's a work in progress. And even in the beginning stages. So I would say, you know, that that's the big one of my challenges is just I want this. I really want mm. this. And I but also in a way that I'm not like I I'm good where I'm at, you know, I, I, I'm good while being single and I'm enjoying that as well, but it is something this, this, this loving connected relationship is something that I can't wait to have and experience in my life. I love that. For me, I just, I think my biggest challenge to this thus far has been to trust that I won't repeat a pattern. Mm. I've really invested a lot of energy and a lot of money and a lot of (laughs) heartache and (laughs) processing to release any old patterns. And it's really trusting that I've released those patterns. And anytime, you know, so the, the call me was a trigger for me. Mm. It was clearly a trigger for me because I've chosen not all, but many, I've chosen controlling relationships. And I was seeking externally for love and support. And I and I needed to find that internally. I share all that only because I just like to really trust that, mm-hmm. like I can trust that I won't repeat that pattern again because that was such a trigger for me. I'm like, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. And then I also say, have I gone too far? To be like, okay, that was one comment, whatever. And so it just, just, it's trusting that I won't repeat a pattern. So it's actually opening up and stepping out into the dating world is probably mm-hmm. my biggest challenge. That's a good one. I would agree with that too. I would, I would say for me, a challenge, and I can see that as I am in the dating, you know, process right now, like vulnerability is a challenge for me, you know, opening up and trusting and there is a process to that and Claudette called vulnerability and illusion maybe we can dive into what that even means in a second but you know it's just even like these old limiting beliefs like you saying call me like getting a uh, you know being triggered by call me you know I'm thinking we want to be chased (laughs) we we want you to call us (laughs) like I've never asked a guy out on a date I don't know about you all, but that sort of that initial vulnerability aspect. And then these beliefs like, you know, where I want to be pursued, you know, and, and what is that? What does, but also I feel like in the dating world, especially in the, 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 the era of dating apps and things like that, like some of these guys will just 
be, you'll become their pen pal, you know, and there it's like this texting back and forth. And I'm like, I, I want to meet you to see if there's a spark, you know, but me just throwing it out there earlier on, like, Hey, you want to grab coffee sometime, even Whereas before I would like wait for them to ask it and then be annoyed that I'm in this text message thing with them that, you know, is, I can't even, I don't even have enough time to return y'all's text messages back half the time. And I'm like this, I don't need another pen pal. So anyway, it's like just this vulnerability up front. And then, you know, if I want to meet somebody, just tell them, just let them know, let's go out, let's meet, you know, speaking more about my needs up front. I think we're going to have to make this a two-parter because <laughs> you're starting to dig into something and you ju- you keep mentioning vulnerability. And I know Claudette has something to say, but we don't have a lot of time to dig into that right now. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at you, Claudette's like... Uh, no, no, I don't oh. have to go into the vulnerability. Can I say <laughs> one like, thing? No, no. I do want to say one thing on the asking a guy out. We can do a whole nother podcast on vulnerability and the power of our spirit. But what I will do when I am communicating, you know, with someone is I'll say, if you asked me to coffee, I would say yes. If you asked me on a date, because men, let's look at it from the man standpoint, they might have to, it's a numbers game for them, ladies. And I know that sounds impersonal, but they might be talking to 10, 12, 15 women that they all think they could pursue something with. And we as women want to be the most special. Okay. We want, we want to be the most, but in that beginning stage, they're talking to several and they've had several no's. And, and so to be open enough to say, I would say, you know, if you asked me to dinner, I would say yes, lets them know they could win with you. And then it's up to them at that point to ask you, if I say something like that, if you asked me to dinner, I would say yes. And they do not make that next move. I have lost interest. I'm not going to just keep talking to them. And then the next, you know, the dinner, when you're wrapping up the dinner, make the next plan. And, and for me, by the third or fourth date, I may make a plan. I may offer to pay for something. But I do want to know that the guy's in a position that he's willing to provide a little bit, you know, like, because that's sexy. You know, a lot of men go, I don't want to feel used. They've been through divorces. They feel all this, all that. It is freaking sexy when you offer to pay for dinner. And it's very cool. And it just, it's something that I go, wow, I'm not looking to have someone support me. Although I would like a partnership where we'd be willing to support either one of us if we needed it. But, but I am looking for a man that's healthy, willing to provide and doesn't have hung up, you know, a hang up on being used. And then I'll step in and I'll step forward and I'll contribute to it just won't be the first couple, two or three days. You know, it might be the fourth, fifth, like I'm going to start playing, you know, providing a little bit too. go ahead, Sarah. Oh, Sarah, you go ahead and then we're going to wrap this up. (laughs) I'm just going to verify exactly what you said. It's how I nailed my date with Jeff. We were in the friend zone. He had taken me to coffee four days a week for months. And we were, he never flirted with me. And finally, I was unavailable for coffee and said, you know, if you wanted to take me to lunch, 
And then he showed up in his convertible, took me to lunch on a patio at a deli that we used to go to and made it very, very special. I love convertibles. I love outdoor lunches and I love spending time with him. So you nailed it, Claudette. That is the hot tip for today for all the single ladies. I love that. So we're going to wrap this episode up, but I think we're going to continue this episode another time because so much, you guys have so much um, wisdom about this. And I think that the things that I walk away with that I hope will be helpful for our listener is the importance of knowing who you are, right? Knowing yourself, what's important to you, being clear on your values, being clear about what you want. And Catherine, sharing the list of, you know, uh, the advice about making a list about everything you want in a partner, the things that you don't. And then the piece that is important, not just for this relationship, but for any of the things we want, right? Who do we need to be in order to get what we want? And not from a place of there's something wrong with you and you need to change, but to attract what you want requires you to be something different than you are because you're attracting what you're attracting because of who and where you are right now. And if you want something different, maybe... Would you date yourself? Would would you date yourself? Well, I would, Would but I would, but that's a whole other story. Well, I wouldn't because... That's a good question. I wouldn't because I'm straight, but if I I wasn't, then yeah, I would. I'm awesome. No, no, I'm just saying, are you the type of person you would want to go out with? Are you the type of person you would want to marry? Are you, you know, we have to check ourselves. That is true, yes. You know, very much so. And then the the last thing that I picked up from today before we all go is um, don't expect others to make you happy and just owning your happiness and the choices that you need to make to make that happen. So um, until we circle back around and bring this topic back again and until next time. Just want to say thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond Your Best Plan and have a great rest of your day. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.